The Kutusich is Chelek Chof Aleph, Mishpatim Beis, Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef, Binyamin Ben, Rabbi Menashe Kaltman, a classic Rashi Sicha, uh, which actually the Rebbe in the Farbrengen connects with the Geula, because this is talking about going to Eretz Yisrael, and certainly uh, some of this information is relevant, not just to the first entry of the Yidden into Eretz Yisrael, but also to that which we will be going to, into Eretz Yisrael with the Geula HaAmitis V'Ashleima. In Pasuk Hineni Shaleah Anoichi Shaleah Malach Lefanecha. In Parshas Mishpatim, the Ebishter says, I behold, I'm going to send an angel before you who is going to lead you into Eretz Yisrael V'Lahaviacha to bring you El Hamokim to the place Asher HaChinoisi, which I prepared. Asher is Rashi Mefaris. Rashi says Asher HaChinoisi. He quotes the words Asher HaChinoisi from the Pasuk and explains Asher Zimanti Lasei Slachem, which I set aside, which I designated to give to you. And then Rashi brings a second explanation, which will be explored in Siv Beis. The second explanation that Rashi brings is that the Abishter prepared himself a place in Shamaim in heaven, aligned with the, with the place of the Beis Amikdos below. So even though um, uh, in the first shot. Hachinoisi means Eretz Yisrael. The second shot, Hachinoisi means Hashem prepared something for Himself in connection with the Beis Hamikdash. Mefarshim learn The Mefarshim teach what is it that's bothering Rashi here that he has to give this explanation. As Rashi Bavar and Rashi is addressing the following question. In Pasuk Shtei Tashar Hachinoisi Stam, the Pasuk says that I have prepared with without saying for whom the Eibushter prepared this place. And Rashi explains, who did Hashem prepare this for? Lochem, for you. Simple as that. And if, following this reasoning, if you're going to wonder in that case, why does Rashi bring a second explanation? In the brackets, According to this explanation, it might leave a question. Why doesn't the Pasuk spell it out? Why does the Pasuk leave it empty, Asher HaChinoisi, without saying for whom? Therefore, Rashi brings a second explanation. As Asher HaChinoisi means, means I prepared my space, that it should be aligned with the Beis Amigdash below. And Rashi continues, that the base Amigdash of above is aligned to the base Amigdash of below, as we will elaborate on this in the second Sif. According to that explanation, the second explanation of Rashi, Hachinoisi means for himself, for the Eivishter. As if it would have said that I have prepared for myself, I'm bringing you to the place that I have prepared for myself, which means I prepared something for myself that is connected to the place that I'm bringing you to. And in that case, it does not need to say explicitly for whom. Because if a person is preparing something, unless you say that it's for someone else, clearly it's for themselves. So, Rashi brings a second pirush to, to answer the question, why doesn't it say that he prepared it for the Yidden? With the answer being that he prepared it for himself. So this is the pirush of the Mepharshim. 
What is bothering Rashi? What is bothering Rashi is why does the what is bothering Rashi is for whom is the Abishter preparing this space? And Rashi answers Lachem for you for the Yidden. But if you're going to ask, why doesn't the Pasik say so explicitly? I'll bring you a second Pirush that it means that the Abishter was preparing something for himself. That's the Pirush of the Mepharshim, which the Rebbe is going to ask on now and refute. Their Pirush is over Nitvashtanik. This explanation is not understood. While Aleph, number one, in Derech Abshat is Melachatrilin, it came Kasha, was the Pasik Zogdach in Oisistam. According to Pshat, there's no question why the Pasik doesn't say for whom. Else is Muvim love. It's self understood. As the Rachinoisi is for Eden, the Ginvemen is Ratzach in Pasik, that the Abishar prepared it for the Eden, about whom he's speaking about in the Pasik. I'm bringing you, I'm sending you a Malach, I'm bringing you to the place that I've prepared. He's talking to the Eden. Clearly, he prepared it for them. It's, it's, if you look at the Pasik, you'll understand it by yourself. In Pshat, there's no question why the Abishar doesn't, why the Pasik doesn't say for whom, because the Pasik is self understood. And therefore, if Rashi brings a, 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 an explanation, it must be that something else is bothering him. Based another question that we have on the way the Mepharshim learn Rashi. L'fiza at Rashi g'dav zogin b'kitzer. Al-derech v'indelashim v'nevan ezra da. Asher achinoi silachem. If the only thing that's bothering Rashi is for whom is the Abishter preparing this space, then just say, lochem. Quote the words, Asher achinoi that I have prepared. And write in their pirus, lochem for you. And that's how the Evan Ezra actually does it, very concisely. For us is Rashi, Aleph, Mayrich bilishoyne asher zimanti loses lachem. Why does Rashi elaborate to add the words that I have designated to give and not just say the word to you? Unach merbeiz, and a secondary issue here, that is a second issue, that is mishana, for lashna pasak achinoisi, unutstum zimanti. Rashi changes. Instead of saying that using the word hachinoisi, which is the word the Pasuk use, uses, Rashi instead acts, changes the word to zimanti. So if Rashi was just bothered by, the, by for whom is the Abishter preparing the space, he could have just said the word lachem. That would have answered that question from the fact that, number one, Rashi says anything. And the fact that he says it with all the words of Sher Zimanti, Lossis Lachem. And the fact that he uses the word Zimanti instead of Hachinoisi. Clearly, there's something more to Rashi here that we have to uncover. Seif Beis. The Nach is Rashi Mamshech This That is the first pshat. Which is the Pashat Pshat, the simple Pshat. Umedrashi, but there's also a Madrish. And Rashi again quotes the words El Habakim Asher Hachinoisi from the Pasik. Kvar Mekoimi Nikir Kinegdoi. My place is already recognized opposite or aligned with the Beis Amikdash. And Rashi continues. Visa Echad Mina Mikrois, Shem Oimrim, Shebis Amikdash Shalmaila, Mechuvan Kinegi Beis Amikdash Shalmata. This is one of the Psukim. That tell us that the Besamikdash of above is aligned with the Besamikdash of below. So just to give an example, they're mentioned in Ha'ara later on. In Parsus Vayetze, when Yaakov Avinu rests for the night and wakes up in the morning and he sees that this is a holy place, he says, This is the house of God and this is the gateway to heaven. So Rashi says, uh, uh, the of shot is that the Tfilois, the davening, the prayers of people go up through this space, which is why it's called Shara Shamayim. Then Rashi says, Umedrashoy. The Medrash is, This is Shara Shamayim. This is the place where 
the base of Migdus, Yaakov was on Haram Iria, on, on the place where the base of Migdus was going to be built, and right above us is the Abishas base of Migdus, because the base of Migdus above is aligned to the base of Migdus below. Another example is in Parshas B'Shalach and the Shira of Azyashir. It says, You made a place for your dwelling. So Rashi says, This place, this heart that I'm going to bring you on is, is aligned with your seat, with your seat above, which you have, which, which you have made. So these are two examples. I think there's one other one. These are two examples where the Pasik, uh, where, the, where we see a Pasik telling us that the base Amigdash shall map the base Amigdash shall mile the base Amigdash of above is aligned to the base Amigdash of below. And this is, it says Rashi, here's another one. When he says, Alamokim, Asherachi Noisi, the Mokim that we're referring to is the Mokim of the base Amigdash, Asherachi Noisi, I prepared for myself a space that is directly aligned with the space of the base Amigdash below. The first thing before Rashi asks his questions, Rashi first addresses the Rebbe. Sorry, before the Rebbe uh, asks the questions, the Rebbe addresses uh, one Nekuda, and that is the fact that Rashi repeats the words El Hamakim Asherachinoisi. The Dibra Hamaschil is Asherachinoisi, and then when when the Rebbe when the Rashi brings the Medrash, he says Umedroshay El Hamakim Asherachinoisi again. So Rashi, the first the Rebbe addresses that. The time of us Rashi is Nachamomaitik Diverde Lamakma Sharachi Noisi in the second Pirus. The fact that Rashi quotes these words once again in the second Pirus says Muvan is understood. Le Ramis, this is to indicate as late Medrashi is Galatiker Pshat Haloshon. According to the Medrash, the 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 wording of the pasuk is smoother. The Pasuk says, we're talking about going to Eretz Yisrael, and the Pasuk uses the word El to the place, and not El to the land. So according to the second Pirush, it makes perfect sense. Because in the second Pirush of Rashi is referring not to the whole land of Eretz Yisrael, but specifically to the place where the Beis Amikdash is going to be. And therefore it says, El so that's why Rashi says again, El The fact that it says Mokoim is because it's referring specifically to a, a, a certain Mokoim within Eretz Yisrael. And if you're going to ask in that case, if you're following this reasoning that the Pshat is better in the second period, we would know that Rashi always, always whatever is more consistent with Pshutei Shalmikra go, always goes first. So in that case, why does Rashi put this Pshat second? This is not a compelling question over the over the first shot. Sorry, we do find in other places that you could refer to the whole land as Mokim. Mokim means a place, so a place could be a local, specific, very localized space within a a, a, a broader land or country. But a, a country, a land, is also a Mokim, and we find other psukim where. The word Mokim is used to mean a land. The other and quite the contrary. Uh, from the context of the Pasik, where it sounds more like we're talking about Eretz Yisrael and not about a specific space within Eretz Yisrael. So therefore, that is not enough of a question for Rashi to have put this first, the second period first. But nevertheless, it's still, once you're bringing in the second Pirush, for a different reason, which we will explain later in the Sicha, it's Gishmak that the word al uh, uh, um fits in even better. Nevertheless, Ibaldas late Pedroshe, Alev Baitzich, their Taich von Alamokim. 
since according to the Medrash, the the the, the, the meaning of the word Elamakim changes from being the Eretz Yisrael to this specific place. Based if he says Glatiker the Lashna Sharachinoisi, also the term Sharachinoisi fits better. Kiddel the Kaman, as we will explain in the Sicha later on. And therefore Rashi quotes these words when he brings the Medrash, because once I have to bring you the second period for another reason, which will be explained later in the Sicha, I already, I, I, I want to bring these words, Elamokim, to show that Elamokim means something different according to this Pshat, and actually it fits in ni nicer in a way into the words. Okay, so this was a, a side, uh, if you will, a side Nakuda, a side point, that touches upon why Ra explains why Rashi brings in again the words But now let's go back to the actual Pirush. The actual Pirush is that the Avisher prepared a place for himself opposite or aligned with the Beis Hamikdash, and and this is one of the places in in, in one of the Sukim in Chumash that tells us that the Beis Hamikdash of above is aligned to the Beis Hamikdash of below. However, we have a question on Rashi. But Rashi is the Mesif Nachanin in the fact that Rashi adds the second thing. That this is one of the Psukim that teach us that the base of of above is aligned with the base of below. To tell me that, that, that this, is the, this is the fact. That the base English of above is aligned to the base English of below, I understand. That's what that's what, that's the meaning of the word asharachinoisi uh, words asharachinoisi according to this pshat. But why is it necessary to tell me that there are other psukim like this? Why do I need to know here that there are other psukim in the Torah that give, give me the same piece of information? and you can't answer. You can't explain that the reason why Rashi does this is because he is he, concerned that the Ben Chamesh the, the the simpleton who is learning this this for the first time, is going to wonder what does it mean the base of above, base below. It doesn't seem realistic. And therefore, to say that despite the fact that it seems a little bit fantastic, nevertheless, this is the fact, and the proof is that there are other psukim that discuss the same thing. Maybe that's why Rashi is bringing this. We can't say that. We can't say that Rashi is doing this in order to reinforce the faith of the Ben Chamesh in this concept. While Rashi Because Rashi already brought this twice, previous, prior to this parsha. As the Mikdash of Ma'ala Mechuvah connects the Mikdash of Ma'ala, the Mikdash of above is aligned to the Mikdash of below. And the Yenah Eretz Rashi not Meisif Diverte Diraya v'Zehachad Min Amikroy Shem. And Rashi in those places does not add these words that are supposedly a proof to the truth of this. So if Rashi was concerned that 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 the faith uh, or the understanding of the child is not intact then he should have introduced this concept right in the beginning. The very first time that Rashi said it, he should have said, by the way, there are other psukim that do the same thing. And that would strengthen the faith of the child. From the fact that Rashi doesn't do that means Rashi is not concerned about the fact that the child is not going to believe it. If he brings these words, this, this idea, it's obviously because it's adding something to the understanding of the, of the pirush. The question is what? What do these words add? Gimel and Sif Gimel, we're going to ask another two diyukim nuances in Rashi. In other words, in addition to understanding the general Rashi, that half of the second Pirush seems to be totally superfluous. In addition to that, if we look at the uh, we look at the words that Rashi chooses, it's going to raise two questions. 
Aleph, the Makir from Midrash is in Tanchuma. The Makir, the source of this second Pirus of the Medrash, is in the Medrash Tanchuma. Over Dart is the Lushan, but over there, the Lushan, the, 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 uh, the, the wording used is a drop different. This is one of the Psokim. Hamachavres or Hamachaveres that clarify. The Meismigdash of, of below is aligned with the Meismigdash of above. What do you see over here, especially from the words that are highlighted? That the Meismigdash of below is mentioned first, and the Meismigdash is mentioned second. If you look at Rashi, Rashi does the opposite. He says first, the Meismigdash Shalomayla, and second, the Meismigdash so the question is, why does Rashi change the order? Saying first, the Beis of above, that the Beis of above is aligned with the Beis of below. That's question one. Diuk one. Beis, in Rashi. There is a Girsa in Rashi. There is a, a version of Rashi. And the Rebbe writes in the other 13, the end of 13. That actually one of my prints, one of my versions of Rashi actually has this following girsa, even though the Chumash that we use does not have the same girsa. That the Beis of above is aligned with what is below. It omits the word the second time Beis HaMikdash. So for us is Rashi Mashmid L'Girsa Zu Diverte Beis HaMikdash. So this question is only according to that Girsa of Rashi, which in our Chumashim is not written that way, but it is in other Chumashim, including at least in one of the prints that the Rebbe has. Why does Rashi skip the word Beis HaMikdash? In the other two times that Rashi brought this previously, Rashi does use the word Beis HaMikdash to say that even though, to say that the Beis HaMikdash of above is aligned with the Beis HaMikdash of below. Why is it that in this girsa of this Rashi here, it skips the word Beis HaMikdash and says Shel Mata without saying the word Beis HaMikdash? So very, very quickly. Number one, why does Rashi give the, have to explain anything? Uh, seemingly, it's very clear from the Pasuk for whom the Abish is preparing uh, the, the, the place. Number two, why does Rashi uh, uh, elaborate Asher Zimanti Loseis Lachem? Why does Rashi use the word Zimanti? <clears throat> Why does Rashi not suffice with the first Pirush? Why does he bring a second Pirush? And... Why does Rashi add the word that this is one of the psukim that are other letting us know that there are other psukim that teach us that the Vesemilis of above is aligned to the Vesemilis of below? And why does Rashi change the order of the Tanchuma to, to mention the Vesemilis of above first? And why in, in, in the Girsis that, that omit the word Vesemigdash, why does Rashi omit the word Vesemigdash? Their beer in them, the beer is as follows. What, and the Rebbe is going to explain that what's bothering Rashi is not the fact that it says Stam, and it doesn't tell us for whom the Abish are prepared. Because as the Rebbe said earlier in the Sikha, that's self-understood. You look in the Pasuk, you'll understand who is being prepared for. What's bothering Rashi is something else entirely. And the Rebbe is going to explain that what's bothering Rashi is, what does it mean you prepared? If you say you prepared something, but you didn't do anything to prepare it, you don't see anything different in the thing that's being prepared then what does the preparation consist of? That's going to be Rashi's question. Where do you see the Hachinoisi? Where do you see this preparation? 
Rashi comes to bevar, and Rashi comes to address a shaila pshuta, very simple question. In the words of which is why the the, the original dibra maschil is not el hamokoyim, but only the words of sherachinoisi, because it's the words of sherachinoisi that are bothering Rashi. In the Dezach, Hachana, preparation means a, a specific change in something. For the Midver Zimucha, with it, which this she becomes prepared, Royu Muksha, ready to be used, for whatever it is being prepared for. So over here that we have this very simple question. In Vos, is Bashtana, the Rachinese of Nazi Israel, Suf Nemendar Deedin. In what, in what did this preparation consist of so that it should be able to receive the Jewish people? You don't find anything changed in Eretz Yisrael now compared to its previous state. Maybe just saying, I prepared this for you. What did he do to prepare it? Where do we see that it's prepared, that it's anything different than it was previously? On the contrary, they're taken from Hemshech. Ha-parsha is madgish. If you look at the context of the and, and the flow of this parsha, the Abish is saying a malach is going to go before you and he's going to bring you to the Amoiri, to the Chiti, to the Prizi, to the Knaini, to the Chibi, to the Yevusi, and I'm going to banish them. Is madgish, these tsukim and there's more, uh, 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 emphasize as the land is not nit is not yet prepared for the Yidden. In Eretz Yisrael, we're still living seven nations. But Darvzi Eretz for tribe from land, they have to be expelled from the land. As Darvkum and Loshen Asidvi, Chechadativ, Agarshenu, various different words for removing them from Eretz Yisrael. Unachmer, as a nit beosid akarav, it's not something that's going to happen very quickly. As kenit zayn bekarav, it cannot be too quickly, as it says in the psukim that I'm not going to uh, uh, um, uh, 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 banish them in, within one year because pentia orit shemama. This might make the land desolate. Verabu alecha chayes asodan, and these wild animals are going to come into this empty space. Nor davki and anoifin from maat maat agashenu. Therefore, the Abisha says in the pasuk that I'm going to expel them. Little by little, and that way, ultimately, it'll become your land. But if you look at it right now, the land is filled with seven nations, and it's going to take quite some time for them to be removed from the land and the Yidden to fully inherit the land. So, what does the Pasik mean when it says to bring you to the place that I prepared? How is it prepared? And this is why Rashi comes to explain. It comes to answer. And he says like this, As That Rashi is saying that over here, does not mean to prepare something through an action. That, like Hachana means in other places. For example, the Rebbe mentions, When, uh, when the brothers came to, to Yosef, Yosef said, to his to his, to his uh, to the attendants of his house to prepare a meal. Preparing a meal means to to, to slaughter, to cook, to, to there's actually something happening. Or they view when it's talking about the mon, that they will bring the mon home and they will prepare that which they brought. The unculus says they'll prepare it, they'll take the mon and they'll cook it, they'll fry it, they'll they'll do something to it, they'll make it ready to eat. So so in other places, Hachana actually does mean to to, to do an act, an act that changes something in the thing being prepared. Over here, Rashi says that's not what Achana means. No, Rashi says, It was a designation. It was something that Hashem said, I have in mind to give this to the Yidun. 
And the word hasmana, which can mean designate, it also comes from the word invite. An einladen means an invitation. When you invite a guest just by invitation alone, doesn't mean you did anything yet to prepare for the guest. It's just you invited him with words. Then, before he gets there, you're going to have to prepare and so on and so forth. But the word hasmana means to, to invite. It means to something that was that was. Uh, a, a decision that was made, a designation uh, that was made without any, without necessarily doing anything specific. And similarly, in, in our case, the Eibushter had mazmin given Eretz Yisrael. The Eibushter designated Eretz Yisrael for for a later time when he will give this land to the Yidden. Zimanti and this in the parentheses as the Rebbe answering this question, why the Arichus, Zimanti which really isn't the question. Because the whole question was on the Mephorshim. Once you answer a different answer, you could say that, that, that Rashi has to elaborate. But what is the meaning of the, of the extra words? Zimanti, I prepared it, I designated it in advance, to give to you at a later time. And obviously this also explains why Rashi uses the word zimanti and not hachinoisi, because that's what's bothering Rashi. The word hachinoisi is bothering Rashi. Rashi says in this case hachinoisi doesn't mean hachana, hachinoisi means hazmana, which means to designate or to invite. So that explains why Rashi has those with seemingly extra words, why Rashi uses the word zimanti, and it explains why Rashi even has to come and tell us anything. Why does Rashi bring a second pirush? So the Rebbe continues. Since, generally speaking, achana does mean a change is made in this thing. And the and the Ben uh, Chamesh, the student of the Chumash, knows this. Either from Veichinus Ashayavi, which was in Beshalach, or from Utveach Tevach Vahachin, which is in Miketz. So the, he already learned uh, what does achana mean? Achana means to prepare something. Therefore, bring Rashi at Svetin Pirush. The Rashi brings the second Pirush from Medrasha. Adrash Kvar Mekoyminika Kinegde. My place is prepared and designated. According to this Pirush, something did happen to the place. This place was prepared for the Abish's Beis Amigdash. But, the, but where, where do you see it? Not in the space that's going to become the base of below, nor in So it's taka adrash, because it's not below, it's above. But nevertheless, it does answer the question that a shinui, something happened. Something happened. The Abishter designated his place to be opposite the base of Shalmato. This answer, the first diuk that we had in Rashi in Siv Gimel, why Rashi changes from the Tanchuma that mentions the Bimesimigus below first. And Rashi mentions the Bimesimigus of above first. Because the whole thing, the whole question of Rashi is, where did the Hachana happen? And the Hachana in this case happened, the preparation happened in this case in the Bimesimigus of above. And therefore, Rashi mentioned that first. As mekoy mi fun mikdash shel ma'ila is givorin nikir connected from the malkam mikdash shel mata. That that what was the hachana? What was the preparation that the Eibush is referring to? That he prepared himself a place upstairs in heaven, aligned with the base mikdash below. So where did it happen? In the base mikdash of above, and therefore, 
Rashi changes from the Tanchuma and mentions the Besmiyus of above first because that's where the change was nicker. That's where there was a recognizable change. Okay. So we had a first shot that there was, there was no change. It was just a designation that had happened earlier. I have a second shot that there was some change. It just it wasn't something that you didn't could see down here. It was something that happened above. We still have to answer the question why Rashi brings the second part that there are other psukim, and this is one of those psukim that tell us that the base minus of above is aligned with the base minus of below. And to answer this question, the Rebbe is going to say that we still haven't finalized our answer. This explanation of the Medrash does not suffice. Doesn't make sense to say that the Abishta prepared a place that was aligned with the base of below and it has no effect on the place below. The base of is aligned directly with the base of above. So, how could the Abishta have done something so monumental and yet we do not see any effect on the space below? As we see in the Pasuk by Yankivin, where Yaakov says this is the gateway to heaven, which is the first time that Rashi gives this explanation that the Beis of above is aligned to the Beis of below. As Yaakov at Marga is going to sum up in the Lamata. What do we see in those Tsukim? How did Yaakov say, Because Yaakov felt, he experienced the holiness of that, of that place down below. How awful is this place? This is the house of Hashem. Clearly, Yaakov was experiencing holiness. And if the Pasek tells us that over, over here, that there was a preparation, something happened above, that the Abishter's place was designated to be, to be aligned with the base of of below, it should have had some sort of effect also on the base of of below, or at least on the space of the base of below. How does that coincide with what the parsha is saying? How does that fit with what the pasukim tell us that the place was totally unprepared? It was filled with 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 the with the nation, other the other nations, and it was totally not prepared. How, how does that fit? In other words, if something did happen above, it has to have some sort of impact below, and we don't see that impact below. Therefore, Rashi says, one second, yeah, yeah. You will see. There is, there, there is an effect on below. And therefore, Rashi brings, that this is one of the psukim that tell us that the base of of above is aligned with the base of of below. The Torah is not telling us that now the Abishter made something, the Abishter did something to align his, his place with the place of the base of below. That this preparation or designation, it happened a long time ago. And this is just one Pasuk amongst others, some previously mentioned, which tell us the same thing. In our question, we thought that, that, that this, this something just happened. 
And we wondered, one second, if something just happened, how did it happen just in the heavens above and had no impact on, that, on the world below? So Rashi says, this, this is not something that just happened now. This fact of the fact that I designated my place to be aligned with the place of the base millions below, this happened a long time ago. And therefore, even below, there is the possibility to feel holiness. The fact that you're not seeing anything now is because this didn't happen now. Therefore, there's not a question, why, why don't we see any changes below? Because the, the, the whole, this whole thing happened a, a long time ago. So a long time ago, there was the Asherah Chinoisi, and there was Taka, the Abister designated himself a place above. It had an effect in, on the world below, which is why a person on the caliber of Yaakov Avinu was able to experience holiness in that space. Now the Abister is telling them, this place that a while back I had prepared, this is the place where you're, where you're headed now. But now there wasn't going to be any, any new uh, 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 changes because nothing actually happened now. So this explains, if the person is going to say, you're telling me that the Abister moved this, moved, moved this place to be aligned with the base of Shalmata, why don't we feel holiness down below? The answer is, why don't we feel a new holiness below? Of course, a person on the level of Yaakov you know, does feel holiness below. But why don't we feel anything new, anything different, anything changed? Because this didn't happen now. This happened a long time ago. And now there was one last question. One last diuk in Seif Gimel, which was that in certain Gersoi, certain versions of Rashi, it, it omits the word Beis Amigdash. It says the Beis Amigdash of above is Mechuvan, is aligned with that of below. and doesn't say the word Beis Amigdash. Now it's understood because we're talking about a, a space that doesn't feel like a base of English below. It's a place filled with, with nations and other things like that. And, and Ashley wants to tell us that even though we don't feel anything, nevertheless, something is going on in the spiritual realms. The fact that it says, of above is aligned with that of, of below on the verter base of Shalmata without the words base amigdosh. Lahadgish to emphasize as the achonin makamigdosh shomayla is nit farbundin mitn matzah from makamigdosh shomata that that which happens above the preparation that the Abisha does above with his base amigdosh of above it does not necessarily is not necessarily connected with the state of the space of the migdosh below. Their base amigdosh shomayla is da afiluv and lamata is netakim base amigdosh. The base amigdosh of above exists even when below there is no base amigdosh. As is mechuvik kineged shalmata, it is aligned with that which is above. As felt the base amigdosh, even if the base amigdosh is missing, it, nevertheless the 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 base amigdosh of above is still aligned with that space. When the faris can still in it was afalpias karmakoymi nikah kinegdoi from dasvek and zetzik netan dolamata can shinui vaachana, and therefore there's not a contradiction from the fact that despite the fact that the abish is preparing himself a place above, you don't see any readiness or any change in the space below. On the contrary, in the space of the Beis Amigdash of, of below, the, 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 the nations are there, which is the opposite of Beis Amigdash. It's not, a, that, that, that's not an issue. I mean, of course it's an issue, but it's not a question because the Beis Amigdash of above is aligned with the Beis Amigdash below despite the fact that be, that below there's no base amigdus yet, uh, the, the, the two are connected, but they're not interdependent. And with this, we conclude the explanation of Rashi. We answered all of our questions. What's bothering Rashi is what kind of hachana was done here. Answer number one is that it was only a hazmana. It was only a designation. And it wasn't anything more than that. 
um, the answer number two is, is, is wants to see some sort of change and the answer and, and therefore Rashi says that above the Abishter changed his place to be aligned with the base of Migdash Shalmata with the place of the base of Migdash below but if you're going to ask after in that case why do we see the, 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 the space below totally unchanged the answer is because this didn't ha- this, 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 there are other psukim that say the same thing because this didn't happen now this happened in it's happened previously and Rashi even alludes to this by taking out the word base of Migdash to tell us that despite the fact that there's no change visible, no visible change below, nevertheless, there is holiness there. But more than that, the change that happens above is, is intact, despite the fact that we don't see the change below. In Sivav, the last Sif of the Sikha, the Rebbe is going to teach us a halachic re- relevance from this, from this Rashi. From the Inyani Allah of Asmakan from the Pirishtashi, as the Rebbe often said, that you can find Yena Shal Tera in Rashi, the wine of Tera, the secrets of Tera, hidden in the Pshat of Rashi. And you can also find ideas, concepts in Halacha uh, that are uh, uh, hidden uh, within the teachings of Rashi. So, of course, if you learned the Sikha the way the Mafarshim learned the Sikha, you would not see the following Halacha. But once you learn the way the Rebbe learns it, that the question is, was there a, what, 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 was a, what does hachana mean? And was there actually a visible change in this thing being prepared or not? It'll actually have a relevance in a Halachic concept. With, within the opinion of Abaya, of that Hasmana Milsa, let's talk about Hasmana Milsa. Hasmana means you designate something to do something. For example, um, um, you take a bag and you designate it to become your tefillin bag and you put your tefillin in it. So that's called Hasmana Milsa. According to Abaya, the very fact that you, that you decided and used this, this bag for tefillin makes it a tefillin bag and it, be, it gains a holiness and now you can't use the bag for mundane things. Unless you made it tonight before. I don't want to go into the uh, the intricacies of this, but the idea of Hasmana Milsahi is that Bishas, when I made a decision and I and I put my tefillin into this bag, I elevated the holiness of this bag. The question is, what about Hasmana Bedibur? What I didn't put my tefillin into the bag yet. I just said, oh, this is this beautiful velvet bag. I am going to use this bag for my tefillin. So there's a machlekes arishenim according to Abaya, which Abaya paskins as milsi that that designating something is something. It means it is it, ha, it has a validity to give it holiness. What about asmana bedibur? If I just said these this bag is going to be for the tefillin without actually putting the tefillin into it yet, does that give this bag holiness? And even though we pass, this actually has. A, a practical application. Even though we pass in like Rava. And Rava holds that Asmana Lav Milsa. That just by designating it for something itself does not make it holy. There are certain cases where we do take into consideration the Hasmana, the designation of this of this, uh, uh, um, uh, whatever it is that we're making holy or, or that we're using it for. The Gemara over there in Sanhedrin is talking about the burial place. But Abaya uh, holds that Hasmana Milsa. Rava holds Hasmana Lav Milsa. Hasmana by itself means nothing. I mean, just, just the fact that you planned on using this for this, that doesn't mean anything. So, but there are certain cases, even according to Rava, that Hasmana is Milsa. So therefore, according to Abaya in all cases, and according to Rava in those cases, what happens if the Asmana was only Bedibur? He said the words, I am going to use this for this. But he didn't yet do anything with it to symbolize the, 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 this Asmana. 
So is the dibur enough to make this, to change the status of this thing? But now we could say that, that, that this machloikis will depend on the two opinions in Ashi. According to the first pshat of Rashi, the pashta pshat, the simple pshat, the fact that I designated this to give to you without any act of readying it or preparing it, is still referred to in the pasuk as a preparation. Which would imply that just by designating it, just by saying the words, Milsi, it's something. And that's why uh, you don't need to actually see a pu'ula, an act. The very fact that Zimanti is already considered Achinoisi. Whereas, according to the Madrish, is there Achinoisi is connected with a, a change. Something happened and something that is recognizable. Maybe in this case, down here you didn't see the difference, but above there was there was something that changed that was nikir, a recognizable difference, albeit above. Which means that you can only say according to this pshat if there was a change. So in that case, if you just used words and you didn't do an act, then it would not be considered asmana and it wouldn't change the status of it. So this this discussion in the Gemara, in, this, in the Rishonim, whether hasmana bedibur, whether hasmana through words is hasmana or not, is will 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 uh, will be consistent with the two pshat menashi. According to the first pshat menashi, you do not need an act. Hasmana bedibur is is a hasmana, and according to the second pshat menashi, you do need an act of some readying. And therefore, Hasmana Badibur is not considered Hasmana.